Warning, the following podcast discusses eating disorders. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone, my name is Hannah Desco and you are listening to the Dance Behind the Mirror podcast. Hi Leah. Hello. Um, <laughs> great, so we're just gonna start with a little intro to you. I know you from Dancing With You mm-hmm. in Modern. So yeah, we've danced together. I think you're a very beautiful dancer. You're welcome. Is there just anything you'd like to share? I'm going to go through some intro questions, but if there's just like anything like your major or anything like that that you'd like to share. Yeah. So I'm a freshman um, at Messiah and um, my major is studio art with a concentration in 2D design. Um, so I don't know really what I'm wanting to do after that, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm thinking more of like, um, I want to go travel the world and see different cultures and I want to paint about their different traditions and like, I just want to see all different people Mm -hmm. and I just want to, um, create a sense of like empathy in the audience Mm -hmm. and create like, make sure that people know that we are all humans and kind of I want to break stereotypes um so I want to work with all different sort of um people nice I love that so just like diving into some dance related questions um how long have you been dancing like ballpark because I know like for me I'm like how long have I been (laughs) dancing uh I started dancing when I was three years old okay and um I danced for a total of 12 years um, but five years of that was competitive dancing. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it was at the same studio that I danced competitively. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite style of dance? Um, <laughs> probably lyrical. Okay. I nice. love <laughs> lyrical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I um, dabbled in so many different mm-hmm. ones. Is there a dancer that you admire or look up to? And if so, who is that dancer? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have a specifically mm-hmm. famous dancer, but I think that my ballet teacher was influential to me because she was just so kind and loving towards her students, and I admired her, um, her like work ethic mm-hmm. and just the like her presence in the room. Did dance positively or negatively impact your? body image or like your mental health mm-hmm. well that one's easy it definitely <laughs> negatively affected my body image mm-hmm. um there's mirrors all around like the yeah. whole entire studio is covered in mirrors mm-hmm. and you can't help but stare at yourself and look at how your body is different from another dancer's body and especially if since in the competitive realm there was different teams on my um or different sections of my team within my my big team Mm -hmm. and um so there were technically better dancers than you and you would compare yourself to those better dancers and you compare your bodies to them like well maybe if my body looked this certain way maybe I could also achieve that level of greatness Mm -hmm. in the dance realm yeah in preparing for our chat about dance, I found some articles and studies that I just wanted to share with you to kind of like get your feedback and just to kind of be um, an anchor for our conversation. So this one blog post that I found is called Promoting Healthy Body Image in the Dance or in the Studio. 
Um, and it describes a group of five-year-old dancers comparing the sizes of their thighs. And I was just wondering, like, if you maybe had, like, a similar experience like that. Because I know, like, I definitely, like, under, like, I remember being, like, under the age of 10 and, like, feeling like, oh, like, my thighs are too big. Mm-hmm. Or, like, my stomach, d- it d- like, shouldn't look like this. And I feel like that's not really normal for kids to feel that way so I was wondering like if you had a similar experience or knew of anybody like growing up who had like an experience like that Mm -hmm. uh I think I think I have had that experience when I was younger I remember feeling bad about my body Mm -hmm. and comparing myself to others um but also what you wear at dance the leotards and the definitely the tights Mm -hmm. that one is the big one because the tights really like push into your stomach so it creates rolls that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily there without the tights so that also like harms your mm-hmm. mental health and um it's it's not until like maybe like you're older that you kind of look back and you're like oh that was kind of problematic that mm-hmm. I felt like that as like an eight-year-old or a 13-year-old or like whatever like it's not until like you're older that you kind of start to realize like mm-hmm. oh I that like that wasn't normal but like you just didn't know it so I remembered at hearing you say at the acclamation recital that you had danced competitively and I found this study that actually like their sample like population that they like surveyed were all like competitive dancers aged 14 to 18 okay um so it's called dancing in the culture of disordered eating a feminist post-cultural analysis of body and body image among young girls in the world of dance that is a mouthful but basically um researchers interviewed competitive dancers aged 14 to 18 to learn more about the factors that contribute to negative body image and eating disorders so part of like the report that they published um was quotes from different dancers so i pulled one quote And this dancer said, Regardless of the ideal that dancers were striving to obtain or maintain, the amount of stress and pressure felt by participants was consistently high and shaped negative body image discourse. Dancers believed that this negative body image discourse would follow them forever. One participant commented, It has now become my permanent body image. Participants believed their negative body image was something they would always internalize, and the ideal dancer's body was a body they would always strive for. I didn't ever do competitive dance, but I definitely feel like that quote is still applicable, like, kind of just across the board, whether people did competitive dance or not. Like, I feel like it's, like, the ideal to have kind of that, like, perfect, like, ballet body or dance Mm. body could like be a part of us that we don't even realize and I think that's kind of that is like definitely very scary um so I guess like what are your thoughts like hearing that or like even if you want to like get into like your experiences like as a competitive dancer well there's a lot of like dance teams that I've recognized especially ballet dance Mm -hmm. teams um they have teachers who comment on their bodies Mm -hmm. and tell them to lose weight um that wasn't the case for my team, but I feel like there was um, sort of a um, unspoken rule that you should be thinner um, mm-hmm. in order to succeed as a competitive dancer. Uh, I remember seeing some of the larger girls on my team and thinking like, oh wow, they 
I, wow, they're good dancers. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. And like, I was surprised about that. And it's, um, is that's not normal. They're yeah. in comfortable, healthy bodies. They're obviously active and they're eating well. And so they shouldn't be, I shouldn't be surprised that mm. they were good dancers mm-hmm. because anybody could be a good dancer. And in fact, they, they were one of the best dancers mm-hmm. on the team. So, um, yeah, it comes to show that just like there's such a bad reputation with different body sizes. You're supposed to just be, um, like a lot of people think that you're supposed to be just skinny and you have to have long legs and you have to have per- well perfect posture sort of but that's <laughs> also kind of a t- just a technique in mm-hmm. in um dance but um yeah you just have to have no um no fat on your body it's all supposed to be muscle no- and um not bulky muscle mm-hmm. because that's not pretty but um definitely you need to see like a long torso and all of that while you're dancing but in reality that's only like 10% of the population that actually have that body type yeah it was interesting in this study like in their like abstract of the study they were talking about dance as um like an aesthetic sport which I had never considered before because I I really do consider dancers to be athletes because like oh yeah definitely (laughs) like we do so many classes like just so much stuff Mm -hmm. but it's you just wouldn't think of putting the words like aesthetic and sport together because I get that like athletes are held to standards but I think with dance like I I just think like it just goes back like so many generations like your dance teachers dance teachers probably said things to them or did things to them and it just like goes back so far like just this want for like an aesthetic body so even like to mix the words like aesthetic sport together Mm -hmm. just is so strange to me and I feel like Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like you have to take a step back and be like that's not maybe normal like Mm -hmm. we should just be celebrating people's like dance ability and like dance makes them happy and not like just focusing on their bodies there was like a big difference from acclimation dance ministries Mm. and then the dance that i had Mm -hmm. at home just because you weren't judged here at messiah Mm -hmm. but you're kind of well you're very judged at Mm -hmm. home Mm -hmm. at that studio so i was looking into like for some of the other episodes i'm doing i was looking into um just like articles and stuff about dance attire and I know one thing um it made me think of was like growing up it was so normal for people just to come to class in like leotard and tights and then you kind of see that and be like okay well maybe I should wear that too and since it is so form-fitting like you're really just you're all out (laughs) like you are all out there yeah um but I think it's like one of those things where it's like oh well like everybody else is dressed like this like I need to too and then like there were just some days where it was like I just don't feel comfortable in this but I think like being a teenager it was like I don't like I don't know what to do because I feel like I have to dress like everyone else Mm -hmm. my studio um every Saturday we would um work on our dances instead of technique that Mm -hmm. day so we could wear whatever we wanted and most people were wearing sports bras and shorts Mm -hmm. so they even 
even though like um, Tuesdays and Thursdays we would be wearing the leotards and the tights like that was bad but then Mm -hmm. when you get into Saturdays you'd be wearing a sports bra the whole entire day Mm -hmm. everybody could see your stomach and then we'd have lunch and then it was kind of like you didn't want to eat lunch because Mm -hmm. you then would be bloated or you like you could just see that you ate lunch Mm -hmm. and then you would like not be as pretty or yeah as fit for dance Mm -hmm. since you mentioned lunch and eating um I know a big thing like a big part of my background was like I think dance since I wanted like that ideal dance body I started like obsessively keeping track of like the calories that I ate Mm -hmm. and my weight and the workouts that I did and it got to the point where like I just wouldn't want to eat and like we would have Saturday rehearsals too or sometimes we would we would have lunch and sometimes like our studio owner would get pizza for us mm-hmm. and it would, it would be like I don't want to eat pizza because mm-hmm. like I'll look like really bloated and like gross eating or like after I eat um so I don't know is there anything like any thoughts you have about like eating and dance I remember this one time I was I had an eating disorder at the time mm-hmm. um but my friend on the team, she she said that she lost she lost some weight and she got down to 98 pounds. Mm-hmm. And she was a petite girl. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's maybe normal. I don't know. But I think she also had disordered eating because she said, um, she said now I can eat my Skittles. Mm-hmm. So she was kind of, I don't know why it, it stuck with me, but mm-hmm. I I think it was just like, oh, well, then... If I lose weight, maybe I can eat some food. Mm-hmm. And I also had, like, a obsessive thoughts with um, seeing my weight go down. Mm-hmm. And I would just get so excited when I would lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I would weigh myself almost every day. And I'd have to... I remember turning on the shower so that nobody he- would hear the beep. Mm-hmm. And, like, to know that I was actually weighing myself. And then, um, yeah, I would get excited. But then I would realize, oh, that's not enough weight down to my target weight yeah. and then once you get to your target weight what are you supposed to do after that mm-hmm. you're gonna have to go- keep going down into your skin and bones mm-hmm. so it's just like it's so unhealthy mm-hmm. just like getting into your eating disorder did you um I feel like it's I feel like any kind of eating disorder is something that like we don't want to talk about especially in the dance community um so was it something that you sought help or maybe like a parent or teacher said like hey Leah like I think you're reaching a point where you might need to get a little help yeah um I don't know if I actually recognized that Mm -hmm. I had an eating disorder Mm -hmm. I don't know if I um uh yeah saw those signs Mm -hmm. but my mom did see that I was losing a lot of weight Mm -hmm. and um I didn't want to point it out to her that I wasn't eating because then she'd make me stop Mm -hmm. doing that. And um, I remember, might be a little bit of TMI, but I lost my period. Mm -hmm. And so I lost it for like two years. I have to go on birth control for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, they were like, you you might be a little underweight. So Mm. um, I'm thinking that you probably should eat a little bit more and gain a little bit more weight and then your period will go back. But that took years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and my mom at that point still didn't know that I had an eating mm-hmm. disorder. But over the summer during COVID, um, I I was really depressed. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I just kind of broke down. I would, I'd cry mm-hmm. so much, and I was contemplating, contemplating life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, like, my sister, she came in, and I was crying, and um, she finally, like, told my mom mm-hmm. that I needed some help. And so my mom got me um, a therapist. My therapist at, decided that I probably should get a higher level of care. So I um, went to outpatient treatment. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be in Hershey. But since it was COVID, they actually had online courses. Mm-hmm. And it was so wonderful. I think it was a blessing because I don't think I would be um, healed mm-hmm. or like physically recovered if not for COVID. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I'm really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that those sessions really taught me about my eating mm-hmm. disorder and helped me rework my brain and also helped me eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still have my dietitian and my, my therapist that I still work with, and I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing. I know <laughs> that's, like, a very vulnerable thing to share. Did it make you nervous then to start dancing again like here at messiah even though it's like it's just like a dance club like kind of like what were what were you feeling then like with your with your history with dance and everything uh i was very excited still because i do love dance Mm -hmm. even though there was a lot of pain with it at the end but i still love it i Mm -hmm. still love to move my body in a way that like just it's so enjoyable and also now I can worship God mm-hmm. through my movements. And um, so I I was excited for that. And there is like the aspect that I was a little bit nervous about was just being there and, you know, being in dance clothes mm-hmm. or being in athletic clothes. And definitely there's still comparison, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to, you know, re- rewire that mm-hmm. <laughs> and fix um, my mentality. But yeah, it's overall been pretty nice. Good, good. Do you have ideas for, like, any ways that the dance community can just bring more awareness to eating disorders and negative body image experiences? Like, what are steps that you think even just, like, small studios can take to make those changes? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can talk more about um, how our bodies what our bodies do for us Mm -hmm. instead of what we have to do to Mm -hmm. our bodies Mm -hmm. um because our bodies allow us to move and that's the whole purpose of dancing Mm -hmm. so when we put um like eating or how we should look into the mix it doesn't it kind of like kind of counterintuitive um so I think that reworking that way and trying to shift our mentality to more focusing on our function rather than our looks Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for current dancers who may be struggling with body image issues or eating disorders um yeah or even people who maybe formally danced and like stepped away because of those issues well i would say i know it's like very it said a lot, um, but we're all built differently, mm-hmm. and um, we all deserve food, even if we don't believe we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all are human beings, and fu- food is fuel, and we are need we need it to survive. Um, 
and we can't dance without food and I've definitely recognized that myself Mm -hmm. it it's caused a lot of a lot more harm than help Mm -hmm. I don't think it has caused any help at all yeah (laughs) so uh definitely just like um continue to focus on the big picture rather than the small aspects of dance focus more on the relationships with your friends and um, maybe the technique or the um, what you really enjoy about dance rather than the very materialistic aspects of it. Do you have any any other thoughts about anything that we talked about or maybe anything that I didn't ask but you wanted to talk about? Maybe we could say something about the... Um, like what eating disorders do mm-hmm. to your mental health. Mm-hmm. For me, it it was really hard to focus in class mm-hmm. because I was always thinking about the next meal and what I would have and what I was not allowed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember in, when I was um, in recovery from it, um, almost 90, 95% of my thoughts were about food mm-hmm. and I couldn't... I couldn't stop those thoughts. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of more of intrusive thoughts. Yeah. And um, that really, really hurt me because I, why would I want to think about food? Mm-hmm. I have an eating disorder. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's the least thing that I want to think about. And it was just continuously, like, going on and on in my head. Um, and it's really hard to rework those thoughts and to push them away. Mm-hmm. or, And, like, the only solution that you can have is to eat. Because I've learned that the as you fuel your body more those thoughts about food lessen because mm-hmm. your your body wants food and without it it's trying it's trying to do whatever it can mm-hmm. to get that food so when it recognizes that it doesn't have anything to fuel it it starts to do it starts to form different thoughts mm-hmm. and like sometimes you feel like you're out of control eating because you're so hungry, you're trying yeah. to make up for what you haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. When I was even, like, recovering, um, I was eating a lot more, mm-hmm. but I was still losing weight. It was mm-hmm. just because my body was trying to get used to eating again. So, um, yeah, it's it sounds like it's very, it should be a linear process, but it definitely is not linear. There's, mm-hmm. like, parabolas and, <laughs> and all these, like, <laughs> I don't know, there's a break in the line or something. <laughs> Um, so it's definitely not linear, Mm -hmm. and, um, some more advice is don't expect it to be linear, mm -hmm. don't expect you to just, um, get better the next day, Mm -hmm. because it, it takes a long time, but don't be discouraged by that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, just keep going, because it's definitely worth it. Thank you, Leah, so, so much for sharing (laughs) about your experience. Um, I think there's a lot just to learn from, and I think there are a lot of dancers and women who have similar stories but maybe just haven't reached out or gotten mm-hmm. help um so i just thank you so much for sharing your story mm-hmm.